Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian, where wisdom, knowledge, and experience meet the public. And we're live. This is your host, Julian on Enlighten Me. Hope everyone had a good weekend. I started the week off strong. Uh, before we get started, if you can uh, go ahead and tune into my YouTube channel, as well as Amazon, Spotify, Google, and what else do I have? I have a couple WordPress, a couple other ones. Uh, just search Enlighten Me. If you'd like to be on a podcast or know somebody that will, or uh, just want to say, hey, I'd appreciate it. Just let me know what I can do better or something you want to hear. Just go ahead and uh, email me at enlightenmejulian at gmail.com. Five stars right now. I think I'm out of breath because I just got, I just got out of the gym. So uh, you have to excuse me. I got pre-workout still coursing through my veins. Uh, you can go ahead and just, uh, we got five stars and we got 78 countries. So it's, it's, uh, it's growing. It's growing. I got about 160 a week where I was at one to two, uh, probably about like seven months ago, place per week. So um but before we get started, uh, I have my good friend, Ronnie. Sarah introduced us. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, Ronnie, if you can briefly introduce yourself. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone. Yeah, I'm Rodney Jackson out here on the West Coast. Uh, just joining this uh, beautiful uh, podcast that y'all have it and just glad to be here. Appreciate it, Ronnie. Um, before we get started, the topic is financial success in 2023. So we're going to count their financial success, financial literacy, and uh, Ronnie, Ronnie depth with everything so ronnie can you uh go ahead and just give us some things that you think we need to hear going in 2023 okay well the uh first of all i want to say that you know my background is i'm retired i'm a retired i i brought retired and, and and i've seen the i'm a living experience of what i'm about to say and okay. what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give you guys a blueprint what i would think that you would need to have uh, we're going to, you know, you talk about product knowledge and all those different things, certain products that people invest in and real estate and, and uh, crypto and all that. But it's certain things from a becoming uh, financially successful that you got to have and you can't miss. Otherwise, you're just going to be figured out when wondering what happened later on. So I don't know how far you want me to go from the introduction side to go into uh, something people need to be thinking about, but I'll follow your lead, uh, Julian, on how you want, how much farther you want me to go before I dive into it. I just go right ahead. I can hear you a lot better now. So whatever you just did, can you keep it like that? Okay. Well, the, uh, what, you know, somebody, you know, because one of the things I try to focus on is the audience. And, you know, after talking to you and knowing Sarah, y'all in your 30s and, and you got a global audience. So, you know, I also got to be mindful of the people you're talking to abroad. Yes. And, uh, and, and as you look at the people that's in America today, I'm going to focus on that first, even though some of the things I'm going to mention will affect them as well, as far as the way they got to think about um, what they got to be doing from 2023 on to be able to, uh, you know, have the financial security they're looking for. And, uh, but it's certain, but, and so my point is, is this a lot of concerns? Your generation has had a lot of concerns. Some of, some of y'all have made it. Some of y'all are still trying to make it. Some people are struggling. And, uh, and, and I'm going to focus, I'm looking at a, a, some PowerPoint presentations that we did at a, a similar seminar when it was talking about the young adults concerns like they college student loan debts and thank goodness you're going to uh, soon a lot of that will be waived but you know debt you know when you got into college they handing out credit cards uh what i'm gonna be talking about is all of those things in a way that it's gonna give you a blueprint though because i'm gonna be looking at a foundation and a vision a macro view and then later on if it's some specific topics you can look at that 
But there's some unmet needs. I'm gonna focus. I got five bullet points I'm about to hit here. Yeah, okay. lot, at, at 31, y'all have y'all have unmet needs. A lot of y'all got expectations that it just ain't being met, and you're trying to figure out, you know, this concern, this financial concern that's unmet, and you looking for solutions. Um, the other things, there's not enough savings that's going on with certain people here and there. Some people got it, some people don't. I don't know what audience we have, but but uh, for the uh, if I've looked at a core, most people don't have it. And uh, they, sometimes their job just ain't paying enough money. That tend, that tend to be the five top bullet points that a friend of mine who we taught these classes to the young adults, 30 and under, that was a top financial concerns. So I'm going oh, to be focusing in that area to say, well, you got to be, they got to be something you got to mitigate, but you also got to have a, this blueprint that I'm going to be discussing. So, yeah, I think it was like four out of 10 Americans have a, don't have a $1,000 unplanned expense. So that's, it used to be more than that. I think it used to be 60%, 65%. So I guess we're getting better in that end. But well, four and 10. You know, in the, in the 90s, I remember a guy, he was telling me, he said, most people are two paychecks from being homeless. If they stop two of your paycheck, you know, and I think that's still today because of the way the, the trend is going with the way with COVID and all that. And, uh, and uh, but it's solutions. What I'm going to talk about is not the negative. I'm going to talk about the, you know, okay, we know, if we're doing a critical assessment, we can say, okay, we've got these percentages you mentioned, and we got these real-world situations, but I'm going to focus on the solution. Uh, I'm, do you want me to continue on with what I'm about to say? Because I know that you said about 30 seconds each one, and I don't want to... Uh, yeah, if you... If you uh, and you drop a knowledge, go ahead, let it run. But I, I think... Are you are f- further away from your mic or using it? Um, I got it. I got it on speaker, but I'm going to get it. I'm gonna, let me see if I can take it off. My, you got it put on my ear. I'm going to turn my AC on anyway because it's hot. It's still hot. Yeah. Okay. Good. I got it right next to my turn, ear. Turn here. And, uh, and I'm just going to keep it. But the, the key, the key, one of the one of the main things from an introduction, I'm just going to I'm doing an introduction. I'm going to call it at this stage, knowing those concerns for young adults. The other thing is you got to know the game, the financial game. I mentioned to you, uh, this to you the other day, uh, uh, Julian, about uh, what one of the problems you have in, in America and even around the world. The, the, the around the world, it's just opportunities. I mean, it's you know, America. You know, we got opportunities. In America, a lot of countries just don't have. Some people, you know, got some opportunities, but for the you know middle 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 income families, we just our economy is just what it is. But the key is. No matter what, whether you're overseas or here, it's understanding the financial game. That's why I'm going to try to wrap it up with the whole macro view. So what I mean specifically is you got to understand how the financial institutions work. The financial institutions, the banks, the credit unions, they're just transaction oriented. They, You want a credit card. You need a student loan. You need a car loan. You need a they just doing transactions. Here's a credit card. Here's a car loan. And they're not giving solutions. What what? What you got to have to be financially successful is you got to have solutions. A solution is like this. Hey, I want to retire at 60. I want to be living on $10,000 a month, you Mm. know, and how much money I need to save between now and then. I got I got 30 years. You know, how much money I need to save between now and then to get there? I know crypto has a way of getting there, but there's other ways to get there. And we'll talk about that as we look at the blueprint. If you understand you understand what's happening, you also got to understand that not just with the financial institutions, you got to understand with the education system. The education system is not talking about, you know, I, had, I got a master's degree in business. I mean, I ran a corporation for 15 years successfully mm-hmm. um, and I'm retired at 55. I, I had I studied the game back then when I was in college. 
And to make a long story short, the financial institutions, when you just understand that they're transaction oriented and it's a place for that, there's nothing wrong with it. They're doing their job to make the money for their, you know, their profit margins. But how's that benefiting you for you reaching your goals when you got a kid need to go to college in, you know, 10 years, 15 years and you need an X, Y, you need solutions. How much money is it going to cost? And I need to have a plan for that. If, I'm, if I want to retire, if I want to be debt free, you know, how's, well, you know, how am I going to have a plan? That's the difference between understanding the financial industry and what you re- what the average young adult gonna really need. Sometimes you can go talk to a person that has that knowledge. Um, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get caught up with the, the wrong person. It's good to learn it yourself. And that's my goal is to talk about you need to learn to fish yourself. Teach them how to fish and let them teach. So, but the other part of that puzzle is not just the uh, financials, it's also the education system I just mentioned earlier. The education was great for getting a degree, getting a skill or, or some some knowledge base type thing, so you can go get a job in the marketplace. But the problem is they're not teaching you the financial things you need, because the, the reason why you got to understand the game. They're not licensed. You got to you got to understand in the nine in the nineties it was a they had a law that the banks couldn't do investments before the banks were separate than the brokerage firms. Now you can go into a bank and you can go down that hall and talk to a financial advisor. That they, they, it's called a Glass-Steagall Act. Once they got rid of that act, they now you can go in there, and, but you can't go to the teller and say, hey, I need an IRA or, or, or uh, something for my, you know, you get a savings account, a checking account. So the key is, the key is the education system, they don't have the licenses. That teller that's at the bank don't have the license. A person like me, I had the license for, you know, 20 years. The Series 6 and 63 license to set up IRAs. And- Did you get that in college or you got it right after college? I got it after college. I thought I was going to become a certified financial planner. So I went in that field and I got the licenses, but I ended up just corporate America was paying me more money in other areas. So, but I kept the license. I got the knowledge. And what I'm sharing with you is, hey, this is a real world learning that you got to have, understand. And even though you might not have worked in the field, you still need to know what's happening. And I'm just explaining to you the reason why a lot of those when you was in high school and you was in college and you got a lot of people got great degrees and in the medical field and business fields and engineering fields but they ain't being taught the financial information because what you really got to have is they tried to protect the consumer you got to have that's why that's why they had the bank separate from the brokerage firms up until they got rid of the glass steagall line and so now because you have to have a license to talk okay let's go into that mutual fund let's go into that ira let's let's set them up you can't go to the teller to do that that guy in the corner is one and that's what caused a, a gap in the in the learning curve, because the stuff I'm gonna finish telling you by the time we finish this podcast is you could have learned that in 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 high school, and not even uh. college. What I'm going to share with you, but the problem is you got to understand the game. What happened in this American um, experiment, this capitalist's experiment, so that you'll know how to think properly as you make your moves in the future. So when you capitalize it on your 401k and you capitalize it on the other things, it ain't just the Bitcoin fee. Now, anybody like me who had a license, no Bitcoin. Bitcoin is just an investment like any other investment out there in the marketplace. It's just one that's hot right now. But uh, but I'm fitting. Do you think do you think that the prices are based upon because things were cheaper back then? Like you can find houses for like forty five thousand dollars, and now based upon what we'll use food for instance, it's gone up actually forty three percent since two thousand three, forty three percent. Well, the thing about it is is good is benefiting the people like who had the house because they got the you know they got the equity, but the people that starting from scratch right now. Obviously, it's a higher, you know, that's just the way inflation is. You know, it's, you know, in the 60s, you can buy a car for, you know, brand new car for a thousand dollars kind of thing. I wish. 
but uh, but uh, but the key to success in 2023 because what i'm gonna do julius i'm gonna focus on what you're saying and i'm gonna build a i'm gonna build a bridge based upon that and the current day stuff and going in the future because even okay. though these, even though these cars are more expensive and houses are more expensive that don't mean that we can't still take advantage of them. This still is a land of opportunity. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna go straight to the core. For example, right now, if you're trying to accumulate wealth, people are doing it through Bitcoin. That's a great way to do it. But it's also so speculative and so volatile. We know the the the, uh, the it's, it's, you can Google the the problems that people have had when they lost money when somebody swindled them in that same marketplace. But you yeah. but you also but you also got a group of people in America and even other places that just got 401ks maxed out. I, I got a friend, they just lived on they had two an income two income family. Sorry, they got a two income family. They lived on one income. If you took your income and had another person with your income and you say and you lived on that and you just lived on your income and y'all saved that other one, in five years, that's a number. You know what I mean? If it was a hundred thousand, that's five hundred thousand cash not even put it in an investment see the point is is this is the land of opportunity it's way it's a lot of ways to get there it's you know i mean what i'm that's what i'm going to make sure you understand but my blueprint i'm going to tell you is if you want to accumulate wealth you could invest in your 401k and maximize and they give you some percentage and and you can study the rule of 72 and and know how that compounding interest work and and learn how to maximize your uh, investments and know how to protect yourself. You got to know how to, how, how to lose money. And uh, since we're on a podcast, I'm going to say it right now. The people like me, we're smiling right when this market is down. A lot of people in Bitcoin, they ain't smiling. Oh yeah. They ain't Definitely. smiling. But people like me, I'm smiling because I'm looking at my, I'm looking at, you know, I want to buy when the market is low. I'm buying each yeah. month in your 401k. You buying right now when the market is low. So when it come back up, you're going to be maximizing your, you know, your gains. You know, oh, definitely, so definitely. It's, so it's, it's a certain perspective you got to have. So if you're doing crypto, do crypto for its purposes, intended purpose, have money to play with, kind of thing. And and uh, but for your financial future to gain to to create wealth in 2023, you got to understand what keeps people wealthy. The wealthy people are smiling. People like me, we're smiling because we know that when the market going down, we the kids we diversify. We get mutual funds that's diversified, a diversified type of investments. So, so what's a what's a mutual fund exactly? Break break down a mutual fund exactly. A, a mutual uh, fund is synopsis. A, a lot. Of, a, 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 the easy, the quick way to understand a mutual fund is a large money manager. You got these guys like at Fidelity or Smith and Barney or or these brokerage firms. And they take, like in your 401k plan, all, all your employees there uh, within your company, they pick in certain funds to invest in within that 401k. The, the, the manager at Fidelity, if y'all with them, this is just an example, they take the money y'all putting in. You might be putting a couple of hundred, the other person putting a couple of hundred, but together they might have, you know, let us say $100 million. And it ain't just your company. It's other companies that that Fidelity went to and say, hey, we want to set up 401k plans. So they, they might have money from the school systems and from other corporate coach. And in that fund, you might have, you know, $500 million. But they're not going to just go and put it in Amazon or they're not going to just put it in, you know, uh, McDonald's. They going to put you when you look at when you open up a mutual fund, you'll see they pick they pick different industries. They say, you know, we're going to put 10% in healthcare because during COVID, Healthcare was booming. They might even put more in healthcare, and they go say we're gonna put it in retail. We're gonna put it in, in you know, in, in, in consumer services and entertainment. And they diversify. They they put percentages in different industries, and within the industry, they put it with different companies. That's your protection. 
The Bible says steady plotting. Uh, so when, when the market is going down, people like us who invest in those things, we smiling because we're like, man, this, you know, I got my money tied into the Fortune 500, the top 500 companies in America. So if one come, if one industry having a problem, I still got all the other industries. I still got, you know, uh, instead of 500, you know, one one sector might be doing bad because it may be like what's going on with the car industry and that chip. That Mike, that microchip. What, what about what about? Yeah, I think. Oh my goodness, I'm not gonna talk about that. I was but, trying to buy a truck, and I can't even do that. Well, what yeah. do you think, for somebody that you know? Because most people don't have a, a savings account. If they do, it's probably two thousand dollars or less. If they were to start off with five hundred dollars, what would you suggest? I would say they have to get the emergency fund. I say they need that. Like I told you before, I'm building a blueprint, right? I'm saying that when you're building your financial house and being successful, you have to have a blueprint. It ain't about where you're going to invest the money. My son at 18 set up an IRA for himself for $25 a month through Fidelity, a no-load mutual fund. No-load means it's not you put $25 in there and they don't charge your sales uh, charge or anything. It's it's just all $25. You can do that right now. Anybody on this podcast can do that right now. They all is filling out an application. You just the problem is you don't know which ones to pick in the fidelity list because you just don't you got to understand the rule of 72. You got to understand the, how money work. When I said that, I said earlier, a solution is, hey, when I retire, I want to be living on ten thousand dollars a month and I want to and, and I don't want to be working. I want to be retired. It's a number. It's a, you got to accumulate a certain dollar amount. It might be a million. It might be two million or three million. But you got to say, well, okay, I'm starting out with this $500 and I'm putting $25 into my IRA for now just to get something started because uh, I need to start getting into that mindset of my, my vision, my long-term vision. And But you got to know what that 20, you can put $25 in an account that ain't going to grow no rate of return. You can put it in Bitcoin and lose your money, corrupt and lose your money. So, but point, my point is, is if you understand diversification, how to protect your money, and you understand how money compounds by studying the rule of 72, then you know how to Google, you can Google uh, Fidelity or all the different brokerage firms out there and just look at their funds. They got they got hundreds of funds. They got they got histories. They got a they got they better someone been around since the 80s. The first mutual fund was invented in 1924, Julian. Remember this. I'm gonna say this one more time because I don't want to speak too fast. The first <laughs> mutual fund invented in 1924, not 2024, because we ain't got that yet. It was invented in 19, it was called the MFS Investors Trust Fund. You can Google it. It says America's first mutual fund. It's been averaging, I can't remember the exact number, but it's like 9%, something like that. If you took $25 and said, you know what, if I made 29% on this fund for the next 30 years, what that number would be? A, a part of your, you know, teaching and teaching people how to fish is they need to bring up a financial calculator online themselves and know how to run their numbers themselves. You can go to that lady or that guy down in the office at, you know, that Bank of America and they'll do it for you. And that's one way to kind of, but you got to learn how to do it yourself. So when you, when you sit at home, you can know that stuff. So when you're looking at your portfolios, your 401k and your, you do like my son did and he set up his own IRA, he know how to go right into that brokerage firm list of uh, funds and he know which ones to pick because he know he just, you know, and he know, and he know how to look inside of them to say, where are they investing money at though? Cause I know my $25 just got pulled together with all that money at your company money. Cause I picked the same kind of fund, which is now is a hundred billion dollars, a hundred million dollars in that, in that one fund. And they, they decided to invest in all these different companies. I want to see that. So you can go on their website now, look it up. I got to do look up the annual report or the same annual report or their prospectus, and it'll show you that data. You know what I mean? It's mm. there. 
but because you have to have a license. That's why I was saying uh, earlier, Julia, the problem you have in America today is they don't teach this. They, you, they, we could have learned this in college. No, so I think they just started it in Florida, actually. Uh, DeSantis made sure it was a curriculum in high school. You got to pass it now. But what it is, what it is, is I'm going to be, I'm going to be str- str- very specific. They're going to teach some type of financial literacy, but you have to have a license. To, like, for example, in any time a licensed financial advisor is saying anything above 12%, they got to have a prospectus with them. Now that's different in the crypto world because that's unregulated. That's, that's, so that ain't even America. They ain't even, all they, they want to do is find out if you made money so they can tax you on America. But we, <laughs> that's an unregulated marketplace. But in America, when you're setting up 401ks and IRAs, I said, when I said you got to understand the game, I was in the game. I know that the school just can't teach certain things so they have a license. They, they can teach like some generic, you know, terminology stuff. I'm going straight to the stuff I can tell you from somebody who's on the inside and also, you know, and then build you up, build you up to at least get you in a help. I think people are just worried and scared of taking a chance, like, and a risk. You know, that, and that's with anything in life. You really got to take a, a chance or a risk. Well, and yeah. people, again, people living paycheck to paycheck, at least what, 40, 40% of people are living uh, with $1,000 or can't have $1,000 in their uh, bank account. And 20% of America's living paycheck to paycheck. That's, that's you know, and inflation or something to that. You, 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 talking, you talking the right talk. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap up this introduction and then I'm going to transition to the more specific, what do you really got to do? And okay. Be- and because, uh, and I'm going to wrap up the introduction part, because of what you mean, that, that, that the culture of what you just, it's a, it's a group of people in America that's coming out of high school with big dreams, coming out of college with big dreams. But the real world, the reality is given that, 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 that economic model you just mentioned. They, they just, they can't, they make it, they live in payday to payday. They're trying to, they great people. If you, t- if you get them at their best, ain't no telling how good they can be for their communities. But the economic engine in America, the way they're teaching it and what they're doing to build them up is, it's a disconnect. That's why, that's why oh, yeah. when, I, when I mentioned that we got, we got incomplete education systems is not teaching it. And if, since the financial institutions are transactional, they're not giving them solutions. So you got a group of people that's growing up, these big dreams, but then when reality hit, it's like, man, what just happened? Got the day- oh, that, that, that's a whole other podcast. That's because everybody gets a trophy. So that they think when they get older, oh, I should be able to have this job because I did this and that. And they don't get the job, and now they're upset. And that's just, that's, that's a rabbit hole, though. We ain't going to go down. It, it is. It is and, uh, and, uh, but, the, but at the same time, but like I said before, I'm, this is the land of opportunity. I joined the military. Oh, definitely. I, I, I traveled the world. I joined the military 18, traveled the world, retired. And then went into corporate America and retired. And I didn't do it. I ran a business, a corporation for, for 15 years. My wife did. And, 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 and even that person who didn't get the job, that's fine. But it's other, it's, you, could, you could take somebody at my, what I'm going to show you by the time we finish here in the next few minutes is you could take a person at Walmart or McDonald's and if they knew that they could save, if $100 a month at 12% interest is going to be $800,000, you can do that at McDonald's or Walmart. The problem is they, ain't, they don't know the numbers yet because they you got to learn how to get to that financial calculator, Googling it, run the number. What is $100 a month at this interest rate? And, you know, and when you say the risk, taking the risk, when you find out, I'm going to just give you the example. When you find out, like, you can look at different mutual funds. You ask the question, what is a mutual fund? If you found out that a mutual fund was tied to the Fortune 500, the Senate Poor's 500, 
in the top five, the top five, and this is global because the Fortune 500 is global. It, it ain't no, it ain't like America. These companies in America, these are global companies. In you know what I mean? Amazon global now. You know, FedEx global, right? So, so my point is, is when you, if you, if you look in those portfolios and you say, man, I got all these companies, and 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 and, and you could get in that thing for twenty five dollars a month or a hundred dollars a month, or in your in your case, in your four hundred one k plan. And let's say you, you see the key is when you say the risk. See, that's what the industry teaches. They say, they say, what's your tolerance for risk? That's what the licensed people have to know so that they can, that's how they regulate them. They, so they're protecting the consumer. But when, when, when you put somebody like me that because I came from the, uh, from that market, I, when, I, when I look in them portfolios and I'm talking to my friend like you kind of thing, and I said, but look at, go, 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 go look at them yourself. Go look at your 401k plan yourself. Open it up. Look at your annual report. Look at how many industries they put, they divided that money in and look at the companies. Because let's say, for example, the top 10, let's say it's 500. The 500 companies, like 4,500. Let's say 10 of the companies had problems because they was in a certain sector that just was the, the, the way the country. You still got 490 companies that's protecting your money. That's called diversification. You Do you that? think that, um, so I think what's popping now or trending now is uh, real estate. And I think two to I think people almost average two homes nowadays, especially uh, women. Women own more homes than men these days. Do you think that's actually a growth factor that people can start investing in? Of course, and and I think you have to do them all. I think I think when you oh young, yeah definitely. But I think when you're young, you should be experimenting with it all. You should you should get some crypto and just see how that whole bit blockchain work and and but don't put all your eggs in one basket kind of thing because that thing is really volatile from an investment perspective we see that as highly speculative like buying individual stock you could buy individual stock in chipotle and all them new companies where you're at but you know new companies ain't been around that long they more risky than mcdonald's and Walt. you know what i mean so and so and, and and when you say when you say risky with what I look at is the degree of risk. What, what does it mean when they say risk tolerance? I'd rather buy stock in the McDonald's and Amazon and, and, and Walmart and, and, and all those, you know, Goodyear and, 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 and you know, Cadillac and all those different things. Apple, you know, I want to buy stock. But people, when they say they, when they, when they hear the term risky and invest, but you can get in those same fidelity funds buying stock in them companies for $25 a month. As long as the only thing, the only thing they require these days, as long as you're doing it each month. It's called a no-load mutual fund. You know, I'm just telling you. My, my son at 18, before he left the house, he had to do it himself. He had to say, I had to fill out the application himself online. I just looked over his shoulder. Shit, he looked at which ones to pick. I'm just telling you, you just ain't getting the knowledge. Dude, that's all I'm so, trying to, you have to get so, so somebody just getting out of college, we'll say somebody just getting out of college or somebody 30 years old, just hit that 30-year mark. What would be something you want them to lean in, not besides mutual funds? What would be the next? But, but this is, this is what it, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to my the blueprint that I was just mentioning to you. The blueprint that you got to have, whether you're coming out of college or 21, just get didn't go to college or, or overseas trying to get a good job. You have to you have to have a blueprint. And the blueprint you got to have is what I'm fixing to mention right now. This is I'm pulling up a, this slide just to kind of uh, make sure I don't miss the mark. This is how this is how financial planning one on one is. We call it how life works. It's other terms the industry uses, but it's, you know, some people call it, I'm, I'm going to give the technical term, but I'm going to go straight to the, the real information. The, the industry call it, the, what it's called a theory of decreasing responsibility. That's too technical. What we call it, what I call it is how life works. And I'm going to explain it. Whether you're 20, when you're 18 coming out, getting out of high school or 21 or 30, you know, it, you, and I'm going to read it verbatim. In the early years of your life, 
when you don't have a lot of money, most people ain't got a lot of money. You still got them ones with a silver spoon and they got to learn how to keep it. Cause just cause you get a lot of money don't mean you know how to keep it. But I'm finna focus on the mainstream Americans and the ones who's just starting and the ones who maybe got a job and maybe the career is taking off. This is the blueprint you gotta have. You have this blueprint, you're gonna be like me when I'm 50, 56 now and I'm retired. When you don't have a lot of money, the most important thing you can do is to protect yourself. And what I mean specifically is if that apartment or house you in over there, if that place catch on fire, if 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 you in an apartment and that and if you ain't protecting that property, you didn't work hard to get in there, that TV and flat screens and clothes and if that fire, something happened, you got to start over. If you ain't got no insurance, get your renter's insurance on it. That's how you get on good, solid ground. If you're in a car, I'm finna, I'm finna, a couple of topics I'm finna talk about when I say protect it. And it, because I'm going I'm to shift gears when I say protect yourself, because then the other part of it says, and late in life, you better have money because ain't nobody going to mm. take you. But if you don't get on this road and you start trying to go, trying to get the money, hustling or whatever, business or whatever, what you know, but you don't protect yourself, you're vulnerable. Because Murphy's Law, we know how things can go wrong. I just had to change four tires on my cars the other day. So so let me finish Let me finish this road, and then I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up in this capacity. If you're 31, the best thing you could do is to be able to look in the mirror and say, man, I'm trying my best to protect me and my family, and as I'm with my vision for my future, because I understand investments better now. So when I say protect yourself, this is what I mean. Protecting your property. If you got, if you got a home, you got to have homeowner's insurance. If you got a, if you got a, if you're renting, you need to protect your property. Some people say it ain't much, ain't worth much. But if you had to start all over again, you start adding it up. You fifteen thousand, ten thousand, whatever you need, twenty five, whatever you need. Oh yeah, I, I, I complain about ten dollars, so I know. You know what I mean? But you can you can get renters insurance at those twenty five thousand, like ten dollars. So if you if you got a minimum wage job, you can do these things. And my, my other point is, when you, when you look at your car insurance, you say, well, I got full coverage. You know, that just means if your car get fixed, if you get an accident, that's called comprehensive. What I'm talking about is look at your liability limits on your insurance. A lot of people don't pay attention to their liability limits. For, for example, in California, I don't know about Florida, but in California, the minimum required by law is 15 and 30. You got to know what that means. That means that if you're in an accident, the most they're going to pay is 15000 per person up to 30000 per that accident, per that occurrence, which means if you, Sarah, and two more of your friends in the car, and I have a wreck with y'all, and y'all all going to the ambulance reply, uh, respond, and y'all going to the hospital. Let's say that bill is fifteen for you, fifteen Sarah, fifteen for each one of y'all. That bill, y'all, you know, went to the emergency room. Fifteen, fifteen. That's thirty plus. That's that's sixty thousand. They only paying fifteen and thirty. That's only six. That's only uh thirty thousand per whole accident. That other thirty thousand, they coming after you. They come. They garnishing your money when you could have had a hundred, three hundred for about five dollars more. To protect you, because if it's if you got a hundred, three hundred, three hundred thousand, they're gonna try to sell it out of court. My point is, is you when you're young, you protect yourself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep saying it till y'all hear me. You hear me, uh, Julie? When you're young, the best thing you do is build your foundation. So when you're driving out there, you're even more convicted about your decisions as you're moving. Don't be vulnerable because of your lack of knowledge and people's lack of knowledge because that industry is not teaching this. They just say you gotta have insurance, and you be going to get the people gonna get the cheapest one. <laughs> And, and they don't realize that it's the liability limit just as important as getting your car fixed. If you have that to do, you got to make sure they ain't coming out. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, that does make sense. Okay, so that's a very important part. The other part, the other part is, like I said, your prior property, because you can't afford to start over after you're working hard trying to build up your nest egg for your retirement. And, and the other another thing is 
I've seen I've seen a military guy do this, a young a young Marine. When you're young, you don't be thinking about what's important to you and your legacy. These young guys is trying to get the right swagger to get the right them, them young guys you said that that may not have got that job and it's a conversation for later. But I believe I believe everybody got in a particularly in America, it's a land of opportunity. I believe them young guys that might have because of the attitudes or egos or or decision making might have got that may, may not have got that job, but it's something special about them if you can get them at their best. And my point is, is my kids in the military, they got 400 some thousand on them from the time they went at eight with 19 or 20. People like you should have, if you in corporate America now, you got, you might not have kids, but you still got things. You got causes you care about. If you got, you know, you should be matching. Like when I was at the, my corporate job, I maxed out on my benefits. 800,000. For about a hundred dollars a month, I ain't got the hundred eight hundred thousand dollar cash. But look at what I'm look at my position in life. I'm protecting my property. I'm out there driving on the road. I'm I'm I'm, I'm being I'm, and I'm paying ten dollars to protect my my. I'm in a house now, so I got homeowners insurance. But if I was out in an apartment, I'm paying ten dollars for thirty thousand. I'm I, I got the right liability limits. So if something happened, I ain't worried about somebody. If I if I you know look at my phone and I'm in an accident, they ain't finna come and get. That's how you get on solid ground. Does that make sense? Do I think you- people. Yes, I think people like like I was telling you before, they're so money. Money they have to be frugal with money because of of course inflation and not having any type of financial literacy because everybody's always preaching financial literacy, financial literacy. So people don't know this. So this is actually good and this is prominent to this podcast, and I appreciate you on that. So I because I, I, I think I got the lowest one on my guy code. So I'm gonna change that after this. You know, that, that's why I wanted to share that information because it's just that important. Because all your friends, the good ones, even the good ones that kind of kind of slid to the side and life beating them up, they can reset <laughs> and, and you can do this stuff on minimum wage jobs. And if you're making more money, this is gonna allow you to save more and invest more into that real estate piece. So uh, let me finish up the protection piece, then I'm gonna switch over to later in life, you better have money piece. So what I mean, so now you're sitting around and like in your case, you know, eight hundred thousand dollars on you. Again, if, but you got to understand this other caveat. If you lose your job, you lose your benefits. So me, like when I was in the military, I had my military benefits, but I always had my own and I'm healthy. See, you're healthy now. Don't put your family's future in a job. I got to give you the knowledge. You always should have your own. Like it's the frugal part. I'm going to talk about that later. When I said you can have a, you can have a, you know, a, two people living on one income and, and all that stuff. You can shop at, you know, you got to go to the best stores and shop until you build up your next Ross. Shoot, Ross H&M. You know, it's a lot of ways to get there. And that's why I want to make sure that I build a foundation first. And some people are going to have a little bit better than others. But even the even the lowest of the lows, if they just got the right vision and they on the right, they get on the right ground, the right soil, right? And they understand that later in life, when, you, when you're young, the best thing you do is protect yourself because loss of income will be devastating. That's what we talk about in the financial planning world. We say, all right, where are you protecting yourself at first? I know your money tight, but let's consolidate the debt. If you if you got if the money frugal, but you got all them debts, you got to consolidate your debt. I, the difference between what I teach and what I've studied with Dave Rams and, and Susan and all that, I don't. Dave Rams talk about pay off this debt, then take that pay. No, no, that takes too long. What you need is one debt. You know, I can't pay you, Sarah, my two daughters. That, that's man. That's and then, and then like what happened two days ago with my tires. I got to go pay my tires. I had a flat, and I got to get four new tires. Murphy's Law is out there. You can't just try to pay off one. You need to consolidate your debt. This is how you get money, the frugal money. I'm going to focus on that, then I'm going to finish up. So, that. so what I think the average person has, well, I don't think a phone's really a debt. Um, let's see, you can utilize that. But you got so limited, what? 
living expenses okay yeah that's you know food that's a, you got you need that so i'll just say what your probably your vehicle your car well, and credit. yeah credit cards you should be paying them off every month though you should you should, should have, you should have everything under one bill some people the goal is to be debt free you know what i mean the, de- the goal is always be debt free but it's unrealistic for a lot of people most people but if you got one debt and you know when that debt pay when that debt uh, gonna be paid off. What I used to do, just just a lived experience, I always consolidate my debt every chance I got. But I didn't just consolidate it. If I had like ten thousand dollars in debt, I didn't want just ten thousand. I was looking ahead. I said, well, I got some birthdays coming up. I got a vacation. I got I got I need twelve thousand. So I would get one debt for twelve thousand because I wanted I didn't want to get out and get in debt and go back. I didn't want to get out and go back in. So, so what do you you plan in months out? Because I know people plan for the weekend. They say that wealthy plans for generations and and years. So you're planning months out. Like okay, this year I have birthdays coming up. This year I need ten thousand dollars, twelve thousand dollars in debt. Is so you're planning further out than the average person. Well, you do both on a business on a bit. My business model that we had when we was focusing on more longer term you know, five-year vehicles and all that kind of stuff. But right now, when you're talking about, because the key to debt is you got to get the loan. And who's going to give you a loan? Nowadays, fixed loans, you're not going to just walk in the bank now. They want some collateral stuff and stuff. And most of the time, they give you a credit card and stuff or some line of credit. But the point is, is the most important thing is to have one debt so that you ain't paying interest rates on all. If you look if you look at a financial calculator and say, what is my total cost to this debt because i'm paying interest on that loan interest on that loan it'll give you a number you can bring up a calculator and run that that's why you got to get used to running your own numbers so that it'll make you say you know what i need one debt and what i've learned over my lifetime every time every chance i got i always when i when i started getting multiple debts i always consolidated them and then i just want to fix payoff debt because if i'm paying if i'm paying a total of five people and i'm paying a thousand dollars but that one debt they only they want me to pay six i just say four hundred dollars right then even if I even if I extended it out, I say, you know what, I'm gonna pay it off in five years instead of four years. I save four hundred dollars. I put another hundred dollars on the debt. I'm still saving three hundred dollars toward the other. It's it's a lot of ways to get there. But if you if you the reason why people ain't accumulating wealth is because they money's going in interest charges so much. It's so much between that stuff you're talking about from the the car loans and the credit cards and all that. That's why Dave Ramsey. I don't I don't I don't subscribe to Dave Ramsey's thought process of pay this one debt off, pay the other debt off. They even pay that debt off, take the money then. Five years later, you might be debt free, but then Murphy's Law come out there, and now you had to go with more debt because other you got married or other things. No, 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 no. Sure, yeah, wedding ring, emerald, Caleb. But uh, question. So this, I found this fascinating, and I actually learned this probably about a year ago, and I'm, I'm behind the game. That they say that you can break your like your your mortgage or your car payment down into two payments, and it kills the APR because you're making two payments because the APR accumulates over the month. Every yeah. day it accumulates. So they said you can kill that pretty yeah. good. I didn't know that. And, and what happened? And what happens is, it was particularly on the mortgage loans, you can save about eight years just by taking. If you got a two thousand dollar mortgage or a thousand dollar mortgage, but you break it out in five hundred, you pay like every fifteen days five hundred to five hundred. You ain't yeah. got even hundred on there. You could just put, but you, but the amortization table. It's called amortization table. It, it, it affects that amortization tape. But some loans, they call them simple interest loans, and some loans are called scheduled interest. I'm not going to get too technical, but some, the scheduled interest, they don't apply that to the principal immediately when you make the payment. They'll just hold on to it until they little accounts. Then once you make both payments, they'll apply it, and, and they'll set you up to make one extra payment a year. But you'll still save about eight years by doing, they call it bi-weekly or bi-monthly. And then and all you have to ask for is that amortization table to show you. The car payment thing, 
I, you know, to, to me, the car payment thing, I wouldn't, you know, because you only got like five years. What you don't want to do is spend all your money trying to pay off debt when you got to accumulate wealth. Later in life, you better have money. So debt, debt is something you have to, you want to be debt free, but if you're going into business and buying overhead and it's hard to just, I mean, I'm retired and I'm telling you, I ain't, I was, I'm debt free now kind of thing. But, but when I was young in my thirties and twenties, I don't, I didn't have a lot of debt, but I had a lot of good debt that I managed. You know what I mean? I had it all yeah. under one and I was saving so much money toward the retirement and kids college and that the momentum got in my favor. But if I was paying new interest and that other guy don't loan credit loan, uh, uh, different loans and interest on them loans and interest on, on them credit cards and that other credit, I'm, they, they just, they, you know, I'm just getting, I'm just, they taking all my money and I'm working hard trying to be a responsible person. And, and, but at the end of the day, you look back in your life and be like, what happened? And that's what another, when I say, when I say the system, the financial institution is transaction. That's, that's how they make their money. See, the banks don't, the banks don't make, the banks, what they do, and I'm going to make, make a long story short, Judy. The banks have our money. They take our money and they loan it back to us. That's how the bank system works. The banks don't have money. They take all of our money. We put it in, then they loan it back to us in the form of credit cards, car loans, you know, except, you know, all this stuff, my mortgages. And they just charge high interest rate. On your savings account, you might have like 0.7%, but they might charge you 12% on that credit card or, you know, 8% on it. And that difference in that profit is how they get they, that's how they make their profit. So, yeah. That's the finance. You got to know the game. And so when I learned that, when I learned that, I said, okay, well, that's fine. They're doing it for their purpose of what the, how they exist, but I can't get caught up in that game and go broke trying to give them all my money and interest. You know? So I always found a way to get one loan, one debt, whether it was a credit card or any other thing. And then I figured out how to get a fixed. I tried to get it on some fixed schedule that I knew the payoff date. Then I just managed it. And when the date went by and the loan was paid off, I'm debt free. But, but the most of the majority of the money that I saved by doing that way was going toward the, you know, the, the the emergency fund, the, you know, the stuff that we knew that was important, the retirement, the kids' college. That's how you get the momentum on your side. Debt keeps a lot of people from getting there. But along the way, you have to, like I said, in the early years of your life, you know, if you need to free up money, free up the debt. Or do like that uh, co-worker of mine. They had a two-income home. They lived on one income. They just said, oh, I would, I'd definitely do it. If I had me a little wifey, wifey, oh, yeah, definitely do, do that. And, and, and that's, you know, even roommate. I mean, some people just want their own privacy. I know friends of mine, they don't want to have even a roommate. But if you got a short-term goal of about three, four, five years, and you could save, you know, $50,000 or $100,000, that's better than not having it. You know, that's how I look at it. But but some people got their isms, you know, about life. And yeah, I think everybody just, like, like you were saying earlier, everybody has instant gratification. We all do, you know. That's just all around us. So they, every, everybody wants to get rich now. Everybody wants it now. Everybody wants to say, man, how can I get a million dollars now? And like you said, it accumulates over time in months and months. Like if, if I get a roommate or whatever, I look long-term, how much money would I make in a year instead of monthly? And I can go from there. Exactly. And, and, and as long as you got goals, that's the, that's the, that's the point of having goals and objectives. Because when you're building your, when, when, when we say you got to have solutions, your solutions got to be based upon stuff like that. Hey, I need a emergency fund of three to six months. I need mm-hmm. to, I, I need to, I need to, the reason why my son and my, all my kids when they at 18, when they left the house, they had their IRA set up because I needed them a big vision. I literally need them to have a vision, and I needed them to be so competent that they could do it themselves so they didn't have to depend on me. So I had them push the buttons. That's why when I'm talking to your audience and you, 
do it. Go go Google a financial calculator yourself and do a compounding interest calculator and run your numbers. If I ever had $100 a month in my 401k, you know your 401k right now, you already know what you're dealing with. If we put $200 in there in 20 years and then then pull up your, pull up, go on their website and look at the performance and say, hey, that, that thing been been together, uh, uh, that thing been in existence since 1980. It's 2022 right now. So you can look at that thing average 10%. Says, you can look at that data right now. It's already in front of you. You just ain't been exposed to it because I'm telling you, the industry just, they rather go set up a 401k plan and get all the money everybody put in. They're getting a, they're getting a commission off of that in a sense. They're not taking time to do the individual training to empower the young generation like you so you can learn how to maximize it yourself. And even to the degree when I mentioned, you can still go on that same website and look at it and say, well, my, where's my money being invested? So you'll what know up? in those funds where what about the people you were around? Did you have friends or how did, how did you go about this? Because I know uh, the environment that you keep is actually, uh, I can be definitely, you know, it can help you out, can help you grow. Because at one point when I had started my business, it was the people I was around. I was slow. Then I got around the right people that were doing better than me. And I, of course it took off. Well, it does. But, but what happens is with the intellectual academia, the smart people, the, the, the business people, the hustlers that are successful, the, you know, they all got knowledge in their own way. Financial literacy is one of them things that they just, even them, a lot of them, that's why you see professional athletes getting sworn to, you know, you get, you get a lot of business people that might have had a product or a service that was good, but you look at them 10 years later, it, it, it's, it, 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 it's something in this American experiment that they're giving us. They're giving us the opportunities, but those who got the true knowledge are the ones that sustain. Like the ones, like when the, like when the market is going down right now, people are like, crazy, they mad. They tried to blame. Oh yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. But the, yep. but, the, but then but then you meet a guy like me, and I'm talking about well, how does the you know the rich is smiling? People people saying what? Well, they smiling, but but they don't oh, understand. Yeah. All the thing they look at is their portfolio. You know what I mean? They just see their portfolio down. But people like me, I'm like, no no no, we're buying. They're what? Yeah, we're, you're going to buy right now. Yeah. Yeah. And not all what the people know that. Some what the people are mad. It's only the ones that got the knowledge to do that. You know what I mean? That's why that's why the knowledge is so important. That's why I didn't mind doing this podcast with you to say, hey, if you diversified and you're protecting your money and the market down, you could say, well, you know what, the market down, that's great. You know, and I got and I got my money into some crypto, I better get out, kind of thing. Or I got my money in this small startup company, I better get out before I lose everything. That's different than saying, Hey, my money's tied up in this 401k plan that I'm putting $200 a month and I've been doing it for the last 10 years and it's tied to the Fortune 500. Yeah, instead of putting it in savings where it's not doing anything, you're actually losing money. It's not doing, yeah, it's the rate of return because of the rate of return and inflation is not doing it. But my point is, is when, when you, but, but I'm buying stocks in the Fortune 500. So when they say my risk and all that, I want to buy stock in Amazon. I want to buy stock into those companies that we were talking about, FedEx and all that. And because when it goes down, I'm, but I'm smiling when the other guy that didn't have the knowledge is mad. And that's why the rich stay wealthy because they know they got it. They got advisors like me in they corner saying, no, no, let's just look what you did three years ago. Remember when it went down? Look how much money we made. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That, and that's, and that's what I tell a lot of people. A lot of people, I don't know a lot, but I post things on my story on Facebook and Instagram and people come to me asking questions. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is what you probably want to be like. That's not right. That makes no sense. I'm like, you actually came to me for advice. I'm trying to give you, I'm trying to give you advice that you asked for. And then later on, like Dodgecoin or something, it starts blowing up. You're like, dang, you were right. And I'm just like, I'd a lot of you. <laughs> I'm not yeah. telling you to invest in it, but I'm letting you know what I'm doing. Well, yeah. And the Chris, see, the crypto world, from my perspective, is just a volatile investment. Like, like in the, in the 90s, there was a lot of digital, a lot of technology stocks. 
companies weren't making none, but they would just people just invest in them. And but the but the blockchain, you know, anybody watching that blockchain know it's going it's here to stay. That that technology is just here. That's the internet. Oh yeah. We're on the uh, what is it? The federal, the feds, and see what they're gonna say about XRP. I had to look that up actually. Well, yeah, and it's just, it's just so many of them out there with Ethereum and all that. But my point is is it's still a volatile investment because it's like an individual stock. You know what I mean? It's like saying, it's like saying I'm buying this new startup company and it might make it. But the problem with the, they're not the problem, but the opportunity cost when it comes to crypto is, is there, it's hot. Everybody's on the bandwagon and you got to get in there to get the knowledge, even if you're doing it on a small scale. And some people just sold out on it. Hopefully they don't lose their shirt. Personally, me, I would never recommend it. I would be talking about stuff like, that uh, and I don't, I would, I've, I've had play money. I would do it, but I need to make sure that I don't miss when I'm when I'm at retirement age. So. Oh yeah, that's why I kind of started a, a business on the side because I only had one income that was the military, and then I started the business, my uh, clothing line, and I was like, okay, I can use this money as my play money, and then it just started circulating. As you were saying, I have more than one uh, d- d- diversification. That's what you were saying. So I had my home. I was making a home. I was renting one home out. Uh, I was in another home. I had a business, and then I was making money off stocks, and I just started cycling all that money. Yeah, I was and, like, okay, this is it's kind of cool, actually. Good, because you're seeing yourself active. You're in the market. You, you your, your bounce is there. And the key is how do you protect yourself along the way when the market changes, right? And so and so it's, it's, the, the, the way you protect yourself along the way is you keep doing what you're doing. You keep investing, keep building your, your enterprise. and, and then, But then when you start talking about in the, the investment side, I ain't talking about the real estate side, but the crypto side, Maybe get into more diversified, some growth mutual funds, stock type mutual funds. Oh, yeah, funds. definitely. And so, so it's tied to something like the Fortune 500. Because if all if the top 500 companies go out of business, Julian, and they can't liquidate, they can't sell anything, we ain't going to be on this podcast. So that's why I like the fact that mutual funds give me, I can buy stocks in them, get a better rate of return. And, and they've been around since 1924, so they start yesterday. And I can get to that $2 million mark or whatever that mark I'm trying to look for when I want to live on that $10,000 a month. Somebody like you, in a business sense, you might go way beyond that if you follow your real estate market and the Bitcoin, a crypto, or whatever it is, Ethereum, whatever them coins is you invest in. If they take off, it might allow you to get way beyond it. It might not. What you can't do is miss. See, what the, the key, the key to, between me and you in this conversation is, you have to taste it. You got to get the experience if you're if you're an entrepreneur in mind person, but you can't miss your successful side of business, the financial side of your life. And a lot of people coming up short. A lot of them ain't even a lot of them like you say the ones you're talking to, and they can't even get to where you at because their brains ain't there. They might already be set back twenty years, and because of their lack of knowledge, ain't no telling how bad it can get. That's yeah, that's what I. So like before I even talk to you, and Sarah was telling me things. This is how I do things. I, I if I have a question or something I want to learn, and somebody I seek seeking the same thing I want, I'm trying to seek. I do my due diligence and do my research, and then present them like, "Hey, this is what I have found. This is what I'm trying to do. How do you feel about this? Because you're already in depth in it and already embedded in it." And a lot of people don't do this. It's like, "Hey, how can I get money?" I'm just like, well, <laughs> "Well, what are you trying to do exactly?" Like, it's this whimsical thinking. I'm just like, "You can't. You can't just end up like that. You need to do your research." And YouTube has everything, and so does Google. Smartphones, some people is crazy. It does, particularly when you start talking about crypto and all those things. What it doesn't, what it doesn't do enough of is talk about the people that you talking to and the ones you care about and the ones you want to grow old with and be boys and friends with for the rest of your life. It ain't teaching them how to protect themselves properly uh-uh. on the way. It ain't it ain't teaching them to be grateful for every even even the you know the gratitude piece. And sometimes the churches do it to some degree, some of most of the time they don't. But the, but my point is is 
the industry definitely ain't teaching it and, and they so transaction oriented that they create that that culture that you we described earlier so when, when and when you transition from what you just said because i'm a i'm a i'm a echo i'm a i want to be in alignment to your what you're saying so which what you you are as a military guy you've had a lot of vast experiences outside of just some walmart type experiences you didn't had you didn't had you didn't taste it uh retirement plans and you and them now you've tasted entrepreneurship you got a you got that blue-blooded type of stuff. I got friends that's blue-blooded businessman. And to me, do it because you need to do it. You, you ain't no telling how much. See, Atlanta, this is the land of opportunity, for real. And ain't no telling yeah. what God is going to bless you with or that friend of yours that you help. Who knows what God going to bless them with? But I do know one thing, though, just, just like any business, the whole point of your business is to make money. Whether you go on the job, a business make money, and it's what you do with the money is just going to matter. You could make a $200,000 but if you get in that car wreck and then them people go in that hospital and that bill 500 and you at fault because you had an extra drink that you, you know what I mean? You didn't protect. Mm -hmm. See, that's why that's right. I got to give you the baseline. I got to be able to say when you're out there and your friends are out there and you're trying to give them wisdom along with business knowledge and all that, you teach them that when we don't have a lot of money, we get on solid ground by protecting ourselves, and we and I'm, I ain't gonna talk about them areas again. But then, when I say later in life, you better have money because ain't nobody gonna take care of you but you. That's when you gotta know real estate. You gotta know, uh, you know, the crypto because that's the current trend in investment. But you ought to also know how to protect your money through, like, it's even the taxes. I mean, those people that that ain't got them uh, that crypto that's sheltered through IRAs and four hundred one ks, they going to pay taxes. I paid taxes. I my, the market dropped. And I had and I had a, a gain within the way that statement came out. Taxes, <laughs> even though the market, yep, it, yep, yep, it, was, it wasn't sheltered. It wasn't sheltered. You got to know the game of how this market work and uh, and stuff. So later in life, when you better have money, you you, uh, you know it's a lot of ways to get the money, but how do you keep it? How do you get? How do you? How do you, how do you know? It's one thing to get it, but can you keep it? My, my and my mindset now is I'm looking at how to stay debt free, not just get to that that point i want to stay retired i want to just get retired i want to stay retired and that's, that's what i'm trying to do exactly what i'm trying to do a little possibly a little earlier possible but sure. uh we are let's get into that time do you have anything before we start uh winding down uh no i just uh i just wanted to go through that blueprint about in the early of your life protecting yourself and make sure you check the boxes properly and get that swagger get that sgli you know about sgli and oh yes yes stuff at your job and whether they went McDonald's or Walmart, maximum benefits, and then walk with that swagger saying, I'm doing the best I can, I'm protecting myself, and then start little by little investing that money over time through whatever those, those whether it's real estate and all that, and, and then just make it work. And, and, and God, you know, let God, uh, you know, be grateful, be grateful. And, but understand how you fail, understand when the market is down, smile. You know what I mean? Because if you're protecting yourself through diversified things, you can, that's how you stay well. You know, I need to make sure we get all that knowledge out on the table so that that when you're beyond me and you're talking to your friends and and other people on your podcast, that you'll be able to at least give them a foundation. And that was yes, my, definitely that, and that was my goal, just to kind of give an introduction to a, a vision that I believe anybody, whether you're talking to a broke cousin or a broke friend that's starting all over, but just don't understand the whole game to to the ones that's, you know, doing pretty well so far but still young and just ain't maximizing their potential yet to the ones that's you know that you know it's, it's you can reach the whole spectrum of the market with that blueprint and still build them up to the in a productive way and only god knows how much he's going to bless us with in the future but some people go beyond things we could even imagine so yeah 
And so, so, but if you do it the right way, you know, it, it you can sustain God willing in a sense, you know. And, well, uh, I appreciate, I appreciate you uh, doing the introduction. That means we got to do a part two. We got to definitely do a part two. Yeah, just, and if there's any specific areas, I can focus more on those areas because we talked a little bit about the debt side, you know what I mean? We talked yes. about the protection management side, the investment side, we can dive into that. The only thing I know with the investment side is I, I got to be careful on certain questions, I because certain things like I said when they say it's regulated, it's regulated for a reason. There's certain things you kids can't do, you know, unless you license kind of thing. Yeah. So you have to put uh, that whole disclaimer out. Like, I'm not a financial advisor. This is the things I've experienced, or I've indulged in, or I've heard about, or seen. So then people won't like, oh, well, he said invest in this. That's why I tell people all the time. It, it is just a line you can't cross without having those documents with a licensed person, and that's what that's also. From a, uh, a narrative, a uh, uh, truth-telling perspective, that's also one of the causes, like I mentioned earlier, of why that not that knowledge, that basic knowledge I just shared. Now, I mean, I ended up doing it. Now, you and I know if me and you had been around friends saying that same thing at 18 or 20, hey, are you protecting yourself? I see you got that apartment over there. Oh, he just had a wreck, man. They they just or whatever, you know. And 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 if they got more wisdom early, at 31, I think they'll be more determined. About taking it, they knew about the how to how to get a a no load fund at twenty five or you know fifty dollars and at fifty dollars a month or you know what I mean. They knew that early that 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 fifty dollars a month would be this much in thirty years, and they knew that they and it, yeah, and I, it it all accumulates over over time, just like you said, just putting that like hundred dollars, two hundred dollars in. That that's what we want to indulge in uh, on the part two, on part two definitely. You ask, I'm gonna send you a video because uh, you got to get them to believe it. And, and I'm going to send you a video because I Googled a financial calculator online, watching my screen, show them how to just Google it and run the numbers themselves so that they can oh. believe. So when we talk, okay. talk about the rule of 72, you can run that formula yourself because the calculator ain't going to lie. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so no, we, no. And that, that's something I think most people get Discord up. I can be able to pull things like that, like videos and things of that nature so people actually see, uh, like I said, videos and uh I guess calculators, anything I'm doing on Google, they can actually share my screen. Because of the rule of 72, the rule of 72, once you see people, they, they hear the rule of 72, but then they, they might understand the concept, but for them to believe it, it's better for them to do it themselves to really say, oh, I see that. If I if I made 3% on my money and I had $10,000, it's going to double in 24 years because the rule of 72 says if I take the interest rate divided into 72, it's going to be 24. Three divided by 72 is 24. So that means my dub money would double. You put that in that calculator and you see it go from 10,000 to 20,000. You believe it because it's just, you just go online, Google it. Ain't somebody like somebody's trying to, uh, <laughs> trying somebody trying to tell you something that's not true. Oh, no. And by then, no, no. what I did is I just kind of did a little drill that I sent you the video so you can practice it yourself. Or, or if you got friends, send it to them, say, look, you got to learn to believe this. You got to know that this is true. So when you start running that little $50, $100 a month, you will know that that interest is the key. You know, that you, you get, what, you know, yeah, I'm sure people are going to email me on that aspect. Like, or people will hit me up that I know personally and saying, hey, go ahead and send me that. But yeah, if you can, uh, if you can send me that and we can uh, wrap this up and then do try to get a part two in uh, next time. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I'll send it to you right now. And no, and just let me know. I'm a, I'll make time. If I ain't got time, we'll, we'll come up at the right time. To because it's just that important to me that you, your generation, and and I want you to train once you know what you're learning to other young kids that need to get that. Yes. That's you don't leave that kind of important knowledge out there for it to be lost and go down a rabbit hole. In a oh, of course, of course, I appreciate it. Um, 
Uh, yeah, Ronnie, I appreciate you hopping on here. I appreciate that. And thank you, Sarah, again, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. And uh, no problem. And we'll just talk later on. Let me know. And uh, God bless you guys. And keep up the good work over there. All right, now. That's uh, Lightning. We're signing off.